everyone, and welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast. Uh, this is the issue-by-issue issue retrospective about Nintendo Power Magazine and all the shenanigans that we uh, get into talking about along the way. <laughs> I am your host, uh, Ben, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. Hello. <clears throat> so we are still sans John uh, in the second half here. And with us, not as always. Right. Is uh, So John's not here, and we also lost uh, Jeremy for the second half. Uh, we ended up recording so late, we're actually recording the second half on a different day altogether. So we're, oh, this is the second so half. <laughs> this is the second half of uh, issue 33, uh, which features Team NT3, the Manhattan Project, on the cover. And uh, we are picking it back we're, up. Where we're Donatello teams up with Oppenheimer to create the atom bomb. <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's pretty good. Uh, so we're picking up at page uh, 76 here with the legend Donatello, of the mystical ninja. Donatello decided the best way to wipe out the Foot Clan, just take out the entire city they're in. The, the ultimate uh, solution. <laughs> the Foot Clan solution. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, legend of the mystical ninja here. This is a uh, locally... Localized version of a, a series in the Goemon series, which has been pretty popular, and I think this is the third game uh, in the series, uh, but the first one to be localized and brought stateside, I believe. So it's another Final Fantasy thing. Kind of. Um, so instead of naming, and, and then like the, this is the only one they screwed up the localization for. Beyond this, they do the, the naming and numbering correctly. And uh, they renamed uh, Goemon and his sidekick uh, to uh, Kid. Uh, what is it here? Kid Ying Kid and Doctor Yang. So Kid Ying is Goemon, and uh, Doctor Yang is. Uh, let me send the guy here. Um, I can't remember his name. But uh, anyways, uh, oh, Ebisumaru, Ebisumaru. So this game is. Um, Loosely related to the folklore surrounding Ishikawa Goemon, and it's a, sort of like a Robin Hood <clears throat> from uh, Japanese uh, folklore, and uh, from the fifteen, the mid fifteen, mid to late fifteen hundreds, and he was seen as sort of like a Robin Hood type type person that would steal gold from the rich and give to the poor, and. Um, so he was supposed to be sort of this friendly thief. And uh, legend was that uh, when he got caught, him and his son were boiled alive. So ah, there you go. The deed goes unpunished. Yeah. And um, the time that he was alive and the game also takes place is during the Edo period of uh, Japan. And they have a cast, um, cast structure. So basically only... Um, like samurai that belong to like a house essentially can um, can wield can have weapons can have like swords walking around with swords and stuff so a lot of which is why he's whacking people with a flute he has yeah so basically he was seen like a sign of like stature to be walking around you know it was like oh I'm I'm a noble or I work for a noble kind of thing when you walk around town with a weapon and uh, if you didn't have that what they would do is they would take these uh, long pipes, basically, it's called a kiseru, and it's like a, um, a pipe, tobacco pipe, 
and sometimes they just get these really ridiculously long pipes and they have metal at both ends so it could be used as a weapon and um, that's what our hero in the game uses is a slightly exaggerated version of the kiseru Uh, really i thought it was because i thought it looked like a crack pipe it it is a pipe but it's for tobacco not for crack like oh i suppose you could use it for that I don't know. Um, you look at the, you look at the look on his face, and his eyes are constantly <laughs> red around the edge. Yeah, and he, he's always got this far off look in his face. So mm-hmm. you can tell me he's not wearing a crack pipe. He's not using a crack pipe. But look at every piece of artwork <laughs> he's in. And yeah, then tell me that again. Yeah, he's got like the red around his eyes. <laughs> this tells you something. I don't know what it. And tells the dilated you. pupils. Right. So that's that's some uh, interesting history I picked up uh, about uh, about uh, the series. So, anyways, about the game itself, um, it's an action adventure game, and it can be two player simultaneous. So you're going around. It kind of plays a lot like uh, River City Ransom, I want to say, um, where you can you just sort of walk around town, walk around other places, and in, in your whacking things and you can pick up power-ups and you can go into stores and buy things but there's also a mystery you're uncovering um and that's what the 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 game is about something you people are seeing ghosts um and uh, you have to go through spooky forests and you go on this whole journey basically so you're not just uh bullying kids around town like river city ransom Um, (laughs) you mean attack of the douche bros yeah attack of the douche bros so you're getting into some uh, mystical elements that you're fighting at a certain point. So it's not all set in reality. It definitely gets into a, a more humorous um, uh, t- uh, fantasy tale, basically. If you ever um, get around to it with all these distractions in town. Yeah. Um, and there's like two different modes of play. So when you're wandering around town or wandering around like uh, the forest area, it plays very much like a Zelda um, where you can go up and down, forward and backwards, or like River City Ransom. And then there's the legitimately side-scrolling platform element where it plays pretty similarly, but slightly different, obviously, because you can't go uh, three-dimensionally forward or backwards. So it's a it's a pretty fun game. Uh, like I said, you can do it two players. So uh, it's also relatively challenging, but considered one of, the, one of the better games for the Super Nintendo. John is going to be upset that he wasn't here because look at all the tanukis with the huge sacks. <laughs> That's right. I didn't notice that till now. Look That's at hilarious. Look at the tanuki standing up and look what's between his legs. Yeah, that's no another, joke. Like, it seems like another set of legs. <laughs> what's with his face too? I'm looking at page 76 at the bottom. Like he's all like puffed up and like Ooh! like he just got kicked to the sack. And then you look down, the space, the entire space in between his legs is consumed by testicles. (laughs) He's got no factory air, no nothing. I can't believe they put this in a a power magazine. And he's on every page. Is he on every page? Yes. Yeah, he's just flaunting his huge sack. He just threw him on every page for no reason. Other than let's stick the guy with the huge balls on every single page. Let's, let's, let's let everyone think he has two sets of legs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. So I love the There's just no other yeah. explanation for it. It's two it's just massive nuggets. They're they're bigger than his canteens. Yeah. <laughs> they are. 
Oh my god, you were right about the massive testicles of the tanuki. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. It's pretty they funny. did this. They actually it's like it's like the end of Planet of the Apes. You did it! You actually did it! Oh my god! Oh you bastards! <laughs> oh man. So they have uh, some no, special items get, here. That's what John <laughs> gets for watching sports instead of watching a big t- big bald tanuki with us. That's right. Missing out. So they have special items you can get. Uh, one of them is like so classically Japanese. You get the lucky cat. And is that the one where it has like its hand up and you like pull yeah. it down and it gives you something? I would imagine. Yeah. Or, the, or it could be like a little doll where like where the tongue comes out. Yeah. yeah. It says collect them to increase weapon strength. They have scrolls. Your magic power will increase by one level. They have gold coins. They have pizza slices. So a little Sweet. bit of uh, samurai Western influence. Cats. Yeah. Oh, man, um, why didn't we ever get a Samurai Pizza Cats game? <laughs> Are you sure you didn't? We may have. I, 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 it would be a pleasant surprise if we did. We'll have to look it up. Got straw sandals, uh, which apparently allow you to run faster and jump farther, because apparently he has, uh, does he have no shoes on normally? No, he's got some little uh, wooden shoes, in the illustrations at least. And a straw coat. So unlike the three little pigs, straw is actually good here. <laughs> and then you start off in town. So you've got all kinds of places you can, you can go to. So when I actually, when I played this, the annoying thing about it is like you're walking around town and so are like all these dudes that you have to keep whacking uh, with your Kiseru to get okay. away. Like so there's constantly. enemies in town. Yeah. It's not like, you know, do 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 I'm just flaunting around I'm walking around town. You a have nice all these guys town that's wandering yeah. Never ending swarm of enemies in town as well was like when you first start. So it's it, I'm just like, get me the fuck out of here. Get me to the forest with the ghosts. <laughs> but at least if you're whacking enemies, do you at least get uh do you get power ups and prizes from the enemies? Oh yeah. It's all kind of random what you get. But okay, yeah. so I guess it serves a purpose so that you can uh before you hit real enemies in the forest or you're stuck in these levels. Yeah. Can can you explore levels or like when you start, are you stuck in that level until you beat it? Uh, no, you can, I think you can explore. Um, I didn't really give it a shot, but I'm pretty sure you can just go in and out if you <laughs> so want to back by, it out. So by play, you mean like browse? <laughs> well, I mean, you're in it, so you're playing it. But if you wanted to leave and go back to town, I'm pretty sure you could. Does that, does that answer your question? <laughs> I wanted to play this game, except my job is a fucking asshole, so. <laughs> well, said, you always I'll, have time I'll later. Play it, I'll play it at some time during the weekend. There you go. Because we have the whole weekend to do this. Mm-hmm. And then they said, I'm sorry, you have what? You don't have a weekend, <laughs> you have work. Yeah. So people gamble at 8 o'clock in the morning till midnight. Speaking of gambling... You can uh, <laughs> bet on the races in this. So, of uh, one of many of the town's attractions, you can go to a racetrack, a game center. Uh, oh, so they have air hockey, Gradius, and uh, they have games within games here. There's a travel agency, dice house, secret maze, uh, restaurants, carnival games, a fortune teller, a martial arts school, all kinds of crap just in the town that you can go to. You got the travel agency? Yeah. What does it let you do? Oh, Edo Travel Agency has three packages with offer different comfort views of water travel. Okay. Yeah, so and it then feels the martial arts energy. school, mm-hmm. which will teach you martial arts. 
I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Once you know all the right moves, you'll be able to use them in the next battle. The number of times you can use that move depends on the number of skulls you can pound. So. Mm-hmm. And then the racetrack, which can earn you money. Which, <laughs> I can't wait to play this game on my emulator. Because with all these gambling games, I can just use save states. <laughs> and, just keep, and just keep launching until I, until I bet on the horse that wins the race. Winning! <laughs> All right, so you finally get into the first, it says Warlock Zone. Um, so they say it's up to Kid Yang and Dr. Yang to enter the temple, knock some sense of the ghost to restore peace to the town. So there's a ghost that's been haunting the, uh, um, this, the, the town, basically, from the temple. So you're basically this, going through and then, yep. Dr. Yang has a more fucked up mustache than Salvador Dali. <laughs> It looks like he has a diaper on his head. That's tucked under, under his, his nose, yeah. Which is equally as stupid as having a mustache that grows up all the way to his sideburns. <laughs> yeah. it, or, or he has like horizontal sideburns. I don't. Just, <laughs> well, based on the illustrations, like he doesn't have, I guarantee he's not growing blue hair, so. It's got to be wearing this, a hat that tucks under this, his nose. Look at the lady on the next page, okay? More blue hair. Yeah. Okay? Apparently in Japan, before all their hair went black, I guess there was like, I don't know, I guess it was Nagasaki or something, but I guess before that, they all had different colored hair. You mm. look at the anime, and it all harkens back to a better time when people had pink hair, green hair, blue hair. <laughs> all erased, huh? From the Manhattan Project. Thanks, yeah. Donatello. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> So get to see, uh, yeah, they're going through levels here. I love. Oh the, my uh, god! Beware of dog. This is just animal cruelty right here. Where are you looking? Beware of dogs. Warlock Zone Two. Statue of the Cat. Oh, it's you a, you missed that where they're writing. Uh, I love bottom of se- page seventy nine, where uh, Mister Doctor Yang is riding a full on shark, and uh, <laughs> Goemon is paddling in some kind of uh, barrel. Away it from looks him. like a, a sake barrel where they make uh, mm. they turn rice to sake. Yeah. Okay. On a beware <sighs> of dog. Uh, this is this is just abject animal cruelty. Don't let sleeping dogs lie. Hit them before they awake. <laughs> so you take yeah. this peaceful little dog that looks like a nice dingo, and mm-hmm. then you just smash him with your yo-yo, and it looks like somebody on the other side is poking him with a stick. So. Yeah, here's what it says. It says, if you come across a sleeping dog, don't let your guard down. It'll wake up as soon as you're in biting range and attack with incredible furor. It's best to take care of these creatures while they're still down by hitting them with a far-reaching weapon at a distance. <laughs> I know, this is, like Star, this is like Star Tropics with this kid smashing, with this little psychopath tearing everything apart with a yo-yo. A little bit. Oh, I definitely remember playing this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Break Lantern Man. You have to smash the lantern on this guy's head, and then. <laughs> this is so this is so Japanese. It's very it's very charming to look at. Uh, uh, this is I gotta I gotta play this game again. And you find later on you find a giant octopus on a bridge. This looks like a one of the octopus octoroks from Zelda. Yeah. And. Uh, I love that the, in the, within the game center, within the amusement park, within the town, they have, have a full-on Gradius game 
um, <laughs> and they have tips for how to um, get through the like power ups in that version of Gradius. And that's just wild to me. I wonder if you can use the Konami code in it. It said they it flat out says you can't. Oh. It says don't even try the Konami code though it doesn't work in this version of the game. Oh, dicks. And then the next page we've got beat the big face, which is just like a giant. Are these considered oh. like clowns? I don't know what the term uh, is for these guys. Kind of like uh, kabuki geisha. I don't know. It's something. It's they have like white face paint, but their cheeks have like these red nipples or circles on them and they have blue marks about where their eyebrows should be yeah blue marks and like above red, the eyebrows red lipstick yeah i yeah i remember this guy this is this is again very interesting use of mode 7 mm-hmm. where you strike the area and the boss's the picture of the boss's face will just expand and fill up the screen and in right. secret of mana they had the opposite effect where you're running all over this giant slime Mm-hmm. And as you whack its core, it gets smaller and smaller until it eventually uh, disintegrates. So they've got a you, full... Yeah, go ahead. And then you look here at the uh, four more zones to go. <laughs> oh, my God. Whoever designed this art, whoever designed mm-hmm. this level must be the same guy that does the artwork for the player's picks. Why? Look at the cock nose. Where four more zones to go? Where are you looking? Yeah, page eighty-two. We were talking about the big face. It's at the bottom of that page. All I see is Tanuki with the balls, and then like four circles of screenshots. Yeah, and look in the first. Oh, in the first screenshot, it's got the nose of like some demon they're standing on. Yeah, the, this is obviously the same. Uh, yeah, this is obviously the same Very, guy that does the players and dealers picks. Same influence, yeah. All right, so they have a bunch of maps for levels in here. Pretty decent coverage. And then uh, moving on to the... Are we done with this game? We've got the Centerfold poster is for Lemmings. Coming soon to your Super NES from Sunsoft. And it's got a wonderful illustration of Lemmings uh, going across a bridge over a waterfall and then falling off onto another bridge. Yep, and they all look like they're drawn by Dr. Seuss. Yeah. And the next game for the Super NES, we're getting into the... Uh, more, we're all into the Super NES uh, section right now, in case you couldn't tell. So uh, the last game was Super NES, now this one's Super NES. Wanderers from... And I don't know how to say East. this. East? Yep. And this is actually East 3, then. This is not um, the first one, despite what the title of uh, the article here is. Yep, and it says the action begins with a cinema sequence that sets the stage for a young Adol Fittler to <laughs> hero status. What? Adol Fittler. <laughs> yep, Mr. Fittler. Yep. Together they return to Doggy's homeland and search for the source of the ill fortune that is plaguing the people there. Mm-hmm. So I, I got a chance to play this for 15 minutes or so, um, and it has some of the best cutscenes I have ever seen in a Super NES game. It looks legitimately like an anime is going on, um, which is an, a bit misleading because you actually then you get the actual like gameplay graphics, and they're a bit of a letdown uh, comparatively. Yeah, these are really uh, 
<laughs> these screenshots seem a little like high-end Nintendo, but low-end for a Super Nintendo. Well, what's interesting is, so on the on a startup screen for the game, it says like original game 1988, and then like copyright, like Super NES upgrade 1992. So I'm kind of wondering if this was originally made for the NES in Japan, and then for the localized version, they added the cutscenes and um, made some graphical enhancements for... So that would explain a lot. ...the Western uh, audience. So this is a remaster then? I think so. Huh. Interesting concept. Yeah. So um, I didn't get to, whole, to play it a whole lot, but... Um, it's a side-scrolling adventure game. How was the play control? Did you find it frustrating, intuitive? Uh, it's, it's a lot of there's a lot of story, so I didn't even make it out of town. <laughs> so you never got into fights? No, I got. Oh I, you can God. jump in town, but you can't fight random people. It plays so a lot not, like. Uh, so it's not like Goemon, where you can just go around. Uh, mara- you can just go around like a marauder terrorizing the populace. No. Um, it's it's much more like uh, Zelda Two when you're in towns, and uh, same same thing with um, uh, going. It just the fighting is a side-scrolling adventure game, basically. So that's kind of the game in a nutshell. Uh, seems pretty decent uh, for what I could tell. Um, it's got a lot of uh, good story in there. It's got action. It looks like you've got um, a sword. Um, you get um, different power-ups that you can choose from. You can choose from different swords, different pieces of armor, shields, rings, items. Uh, there's save points in the game, so you don't have to use a horrible password system. So thank goodness for that. Um, the graphics seem to pick up better as you get uh, later on. Like you, There's like a clock level like Castlevania, mm. jumping around on gears. And then we see uh, Garland Returns. So this is just straight up out of Final Fantasy. Because Garland is the first boss you fight, and then it turns out he turns into chaos, which is the last boss <laughs> of the game. So now yeah. we're just ripping off Final Fantasy here. Yeah. Well, and then you look at these bosses like Garland and mm. Gabalan, and now you're starting to see some SNES yeah. quality here. Like it's it's starting to pick up. Yeah. So it looks like it might be worth a legit playthrough at some point. Take a, so the the uh, violence against dogs continues in this episode, in this issue. Take a look at the top of page eighty eight. <laughs> oh my god! Bad dog. Because <laughs> go to the castle guard and prepare to take on last fiend in Balasatine Castle, a mad dog that has a bite much worse than his bark. It springs quickly and has spits a stream of fire. Use the time ring to slow it down enough for you to attack. And then he's doing the, the uh, Zelda 2 Link stab down with a, with a sword right under the dog's back, essentially. Oh, yeah. He's doing a, a Zelda 2 jump stab. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> so I think that's all we have for this game. Um, it has some... The same artist clearly did the art for, for this um, article as they did for Final Fantasy 2. So... It's got this weird quality of coloring where, like, the faces are all kind of zombie-like, except for maybe on 86. Um, And it's sort of an interesting quality to it, but 
not terribly accurate. So the next section is the Super Scope 6. And it's all about a new piece of hardware, a new accessory for your Super NES called the Super Scope. And it kind of looks like a shoulder mounted it, laser cannon. It's rock, a bazooka. Bazooka, thank you. It's even got a sight that you can look into, although I don't know what the purpose of that is, since, <laughs> whatever. And um, you can switch shoulders, so if you're left-handed, you can you can move the uh, um, the sight to one side or the other, um, that kind of thing. And you can also calibrate it um, to adjust your aim. So kind of an interesting... Um, peripheral that I really don't hear about that much. Um, I don't hear a whole lot of people being nostalgic for it. You don't see it on t-shirts anywhere. But I also don't hear like a bunch of hate for it either. I don't hear like, oh, it was like the virtual boy. You know, you just don't hear about this that much. Um, and uh, I think part of it is just weren't that many games made for it. Um, it's not a bad uh, device. But it's also just kind of awkward to be like holding a shoulder-mounted cannon essentially on your shoulder, and uh, it's Luckily honestly, it's, yeah, it's lightweight, so it doesn't. Uh, at least I remember. Oh wait, no, it isn't lightweight because you got to put like six batteries in the damn thing. Oh, do you really? It's not just plug in. Yeah. It's wireless. No, you have to put in like six friggin' batteries into it. I don't recall a cable being. Huh. Uh, yeah, so you're right. Where are this bazooka-like accessory with features pinpoint accuracy and angle distance? It'll blow you away. Um, <clears throat> so if you buy uh, this hardware, this awesome hardware and software set includes a super scope and six sharp shooting games and a single game pack. So it's basically one game that comes with it. And... Um, so it's, I don't, I mean, I honestly don't remember any of the games that came out for the Super Scope aside from the game it comes with. It just seems uh, like one of those things where. Yeah, there's these games Blasters, Laser Blazer. And then the one I remember was the one with robots. Mm -hmm. You're just scrolling through this, uh, through this scene, and you're just blasting robots, and uh, you blow those apart pieces by piece to expose further vulnerabilities and mm. cause damage while shooting projectiles coming at you. It was really fun, and I, uh, the good thing is that you can emulate it with your mouse. Oh, okay. So, now you can just click on things on the screen as they come at you and uh, click on the enemies, and it's pretty fun. So... Yeah, I mean, the thing about it, it's a good peripheral. It works very well. It's fun to play these games. Um, they just didn't have a whole lot of market penetration compared with the Zapper. I think part of it is there were a lot of um, uh, bundles with the Zapper and the uh, and the Nintendo where they came together. It came with Duck Hunt. You know, Duck Hunt was like the killer app, essentially. And uh, this one was separate, and it's wireless. I'm sure it had to cost you know, some amount of money more than the, than the pre quote unquote premium console, the super NES. And I just don't think it picked up as much, um, traction, unfortunately, but yeah. So let's take a look at the games they have in here. You talked about one of them. They've got, um, laser blaster, intercept, engage, confront, 
Um, oh no, that's Laser Blasters one game. My bad. Uh, <laughs> those are the uh, that's telling you what to do. It's basically all these jets. Are you flying as a jet? Uh, it would seem, but this isn't the uh, the robot game I'm familiar with. So that must have been a non bundle game. Mm. Uh, no, this is one of them. It says. In the three games that make up Laser Blaster, alien ships and missiles are converging in your home base. Your mission is to climb to the gun turret of a futuristic battle cruiser and fend off the attack. So that's okay. So those are three different modes within this quote unquote game. Um, so you have to shoot missiles as they're flying towards your base. And apparently, there's a cameo by Mario riding a little prop plane. And I, I got one of the Koopalings. Uh, he's riding straight up riding a missile yeah, like he's, Lemmy's um, doing a, a Doctor Strange love. Thank you. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. And, teach you to put fluoride in our water, you damn commies. Then <laughs> uh, we got uh, alien ships flying around uh, that you have to shoot down in two different two different levels, basically. And then next up, we have Blastrous. So you can guess what game they're they're <laughs> trying to model after here. Um, you basically are sh- are literally shooting blocks, and uh, it says basically. Oh, do you change them to the? I think you. Let's see here. Take a break from battling alien forces and try the mixed bag of puzzlers and blasters. Blasters A and B involve the manipulation of floating blocks. By firing on the blocks, you can change them so they match with other blocks that disappear. So you basically shoot at uh, the blocks, they change colors, and I'm guessing they keep falling down. And when you have enough colors in a row, they disappear. Um, And then you've got a game here called Mole Patrol. The Molians are invading. These blue baddies have invaded the crater homes of their pink cousins. You can knock them out of their new domain by blasting them when they pop out of the craters. So it's basically uh, whack-a-mole for... The super scope, so that's now it's blast a mole. Blast a, it's not really a mole. It's like a alien looks like a moloid. Yeah, so that's what the, it's really only three games, but they call it six because there's three different modes in Laser Blazer, and two modes in Blasters. So I think that's actually kind of a rip off to say it's Super Scope Six. It's it's three games. Yeah. Personally. All right, moving on into uh, Counselor's Corner. Um, and we've got, got a Final Fantasy 2 question. How do I rescue Rosa from Golbez? Well, it's really part of the story, so it's not like a secret or anything, but you just go to... Well, well yeah. this isn't classified information. This is someone asking for help. <laughs> yeah. And this is... Uh, you fly to the town of Toroyan. You meet the clerics who have lost the crystal of Earth. And then you uh, go find the Black Chocobo, which is the big point of contention we had on the previous on the final fantasy episode where Mm -hmm. uh now we get to see the black bird being flown around to a cave not a castle which is the only time you're flying a bird and then you go inside and then you progress the story so they're really giving you about uh, four hours of content from start to finish in this one answer yeah and then I love the, uh, so they have some pictures of the counselors here. Uh, the first Final Fantasy guy was Ryan um, Bornemeyer, definitely one of the more handsomer uh, game counselors we've had. 
And then for ActRaiser, which someone asks, how can I get, make the population of Northwall grow? I'll tell you how to make them grow. Get them liquored up and uh, poke holes in the condoms. <laughs> um, and then we have just, just hand them, just hand them like moist towelettes and tell them that they're the new condoms. And there you go. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of moist towelettes, our These counselor here. Condoms uh, are great. <laughs> Matt Glidden here. Uh, he's got the a gangster slick back hair all over the place, uh, combined with the uh, '80s nerd glasses, which is a unique look. So he looks like yeah. he's a hacker for the mob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like, and like he's so shiny. He looks like he's got <clears throat> lipstick on. Yeah. So I love <clears throat> I love some of the uh, counselor quotes and general tips at the bottom here, and we got some that are just being like straight up assholes. Got Ryan here, <laughs> Ryan Bornemeyer, which is our handsome guy on the left here. He says, "Make maps and read the instruction manuals." No shit. Thanks, guy. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for that piece of insight that only you could provide. <laughs> uh, then we've got from Eric Bush, we've got learn the three P's, practice, persistence, and patience. And uh, I'd rather listen to Stan Bush, who says, I can do it if I dare. <laughs> all, I do, all, I do, all I got to do is dare, dare to believe I can survive. I can win if I dare, because I've got the touch. I've got the power. You've got the touch. Stand by. You've got the power. Yeah! Yeah! And then we have uh, Jeffrey Decker saying, uh, frequent password takers make happy game players. You never know when your character will make that fail turn. Sometimes those cucumbers don't make the turns. (laughs) Hey, you know what else would have been great? Checkpoints. Hmm. A battery to save your your progress. Yeah. Uh, So next up we've got... Chrysalis with Shane Jensen. Yeah, Shane Jensen. You need a lot of practice. In action games, you need to practice a lot of that. Doesn't work. Look for safe spots where you can hide from the enemy. Okay, good luck doing that in any of the Castlevania games, you dumb shit. (laughs) Those Medusa heads will fucking find you. There is no safe spot. And then probably the only real good advice on here is from Terry Munson. It says, patience is sometimes the best or only weapon to use when defeating a very difficult boss. If you can't defeat it, try dodging its blows or shots and find ways to avoid lethal patterns. Fighting defensively may lead to the discovery of an innovative offense. And that's, I think, especially valuable for games like Mega Man or Mega Man 2, etc. So next yeah, up, learning how to dodge enemies in Mega Man. Whew, those guys are those guys yeah. are tough. So we've got our friend Shane Jensen up next, uh, asking answering a question about Crystalis, and he looks like a. Does he have an earring? Does he, get, does he have a sudden? I think his ear? it's just shine. It's, he, I think it's just light shining off of his ear. But look at that smug look on his. He face. is look a smarmy, smarmy like guy. Model. Yeah. He looks like, like he's a sp- just there, like ladies. Yeah, he's like you thought. Howard was humble. Yeah. Take a look at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got uh, oh, someone actually wrote in about Faceball Two Thousand. Where are the warp zones in levels ten and twenty? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Don't play the game. <laughs> Find a better game. Yep. And uh, we've got someone writing in for a game called Cat Trap for Game Boy. 
And uh, we've got Jake Kasdell, who uh, missed his calling. Uh, as a rabbi? As providing hair for um, Betty Page back in the day. <laughs> or rabbis. Or rabbis, yes. Well, he's got the, you know, he's got the, the bowl cut in the front. So he's, and he's got the long flowing curly black hair. That's what, <laughs> if you even were in the hat, I probably could have called rabbi. Yeah, well, he's providing the hair for the rabbis. Like if they're getting bald and they still mm-hmm. want to rock those Jew curls, there you go. What What is it, by the way, with like religious stature and like the height of the hat? You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Jews are humble, so they go for that streamlined skull cap thing. Well, yeah, you got the yarmulke for the for the average Joe, and then you got the the hat for the uh, you know the pope, um, and then the and then the pope has that fence pole digger. He's got well, he has like his his casual, um, almost like a little cap, like a yarmulke, almost, and then he has a no, he has a little white white deal, the pope. Oh right, yeah. But then he has a giant pope hat for when he gets in the pope mobile. <laughs> Which which would be counterintuitive. You think he'd want the hat with the low profile when getting into a vehicle, but right. But no, he's well, got the thing that looks like he's ready to like dig holes in his yard. He's got that, <laughs> yeah, he's got that fence pole digger. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is with with, with the religious institutions and hats, but it's very, simple. It's, very it's funny. People, it's white people showing off. <laughs> So are we gonna see like, like hey, um, look, at, look at me? I'm in the I'm in the golden I'm in the big castle with all the marble and shit. Look at my hat. Look at my you, hat. You, you you can't ignore my hat because it's the tallest thing in the room. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like uh, I don't know if you've ever been in like toward like medieval castles, but you'll eventually see like a suit of armor. This suit of armor was worn by so and so, and like you can tell when like someone was trying to. Uh, um, uh, make make up for shortcomings when they have just like a giant cod piece built into their suit of armor, and you're like, <laughs> okay, what are you smuggling a small child in there? Like, <laughs> it's like, dude, when it's not happening, like, why would that even be a consideration in your like fighting armor? Clearly, you want fighting in it. You just built it to show off, like, <laughs> try to make up something. Hey, I'm carrying a. Uh... <laughs> I'm carrying a uh, a small flask in here. Right. All right. So next up, we've got the players' poll contest. Woo! So we've got some new Nintendo Power jerseys, which looks like a big downgrade to me. Um, this looks like it's not screen printed anymore. It's clearly just iron on now, and they have what appears to be a fake cover Nintendo Power with Nestor's Adventure, with an illustration of Nestor, uh, slapped onto a white t-shirt. It, it looks really, phoning it in. really bad. Um, I mean, you'd get that in the mail and you'd be like, eh, maybe I'll use it when I'm like, you know, changing my oil in my car or something, but... If I need to wash my hubcaps, I'll be glad for this shirt. When the dog goes in, goes mudding, I'll be sure to wipe it down with the <laughs> with <this> shirt. <clears throat> You know, this is going straight to Goodwill. Thank you. Now I have something. Now I have something to donate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I don't have to feel like an asshole. 
And then for second prize, 10 winners can win an official Space Camp wristwatch and a Space Shuttle Project game pack from Absolute Entertainment. So yet another game that we haven't heard of. Uh, featured. Oh, I think you were gone when we were discussing the Space Shuttle Project. Oh, yeah? Was it any good? Yeah, me and Joe. Yeah, me and Joe. Well, we were discussing what it looked like, and it seemed okay, but uh, I don't think he had a chance to play it. So here's a... One, yeah, go ahead. I was just wondering, with the, uh, before we get to the grand prize, I was just wondering, with all these third-price shirts, they keep handing out so many. I can just imagine if you did eventually, like if people did donate them when they got done with them, mm-hmm. there must be like a, a village in Africa where people <laughs> grew up in these shirts. Where like Nestor is their god or something. Yeah. Or at least he's their hero. <laughs> he's their hero. Like he's, like their, he's like their Tim Horton or Terry Fox. Like, Yeah. Like they just know him. And they're just but like, they don't know anything hey, else from pop culture except for Nestor. You know, <laughs> that's their only worldview. The white face, the white face, spiky god. Yeah. You're like, hey, how about that Beyonce? They're like, does Nestor know Beyonce? <laughs> <laughs> All right, grand prize, and this is an awesome grand prize. It says, be an astronaut in training and have an absolute blast. So, win a VIP trip for two to witness an actual space shuttle launch. Take a VIP tour of the Astronaut Hall of Fame. Attend the U.S. space camp for one session of astronaut training. So, and, uh, yeah. Does that mean they get to put you in the centrifuge so that you can puke? (laughs) I thought the centrifuge were for when you wanted to, like, separate your sperm so you try to have a a girl. (laughs) No, it's when they put, uh, (laughs) it's when they put you in that big spinning room so that you can feel your skin try to peel itself. Oh, the vomit comet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can just imagine that, like, kids would love to be in that thing mm-hmm. for the first 10 seconds. And then for the next 20, they'd be like, let me out, 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 let me out. And then when they're done, they're just like, so how'd you feel? Great. So this is really like two trips in one because the space camp is in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, and then there's the space shuttle launches at Cape Canaveral. Which is Florida, I believe. Well, yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty amazing. You get two trips for the price of one. Yeah, all, the estimated value is five thousand dollars, so that's pretty good. Damn, they really sprung. I mean, I mean, imagine you get to see. I'm sprung. A space shuttle launch. That is friggin' amazing, unless it's a Challenger. Oh. <laughs> pretty sure this is after that. Or well, or a Falcon Nine. Yeah, <laughs> and like you'd just be like, "Wow, we get to see all these people go into space, and now we get to see them there and there and there and there and oh my god!" Right. <laughs> all right. So next why, up, why why yeah. why is my mom covering my eyes? Why is everybody oh. crying? This is the worst <laughs> win win uh, grand prize ever. <laughs> Thanks, Nintendo. This is the worst contest I ever won. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next up, we've got Nestor's Adventures. You want to yep, go over this one? The, sure. Well, we get to see Nestor walking around with a uh, with a guy that looks like Apache Chief. <laughs> I was gonna say that is supposed to be Simon Belmont, but the guy clearly looks like uh, Tonto. <laughs> oh my god! If like Tonto was like. 
in a gay pride parade, maybe. <laughs> That's why I went with Apache Chief. Like he, like he's just ready to grow thirty yeah. feet. He's ready to start singing YMCA. S N E S. There you go. And so Nestor is uh, teaming up with the uh, with Simon Belmont before he sees someone throw garbage on the side of the road and starts crying. If you <laughs> a single <laughs> tear. <laughs> Where Belmont says, if you, if you want to destroy Dracula once and for all, you have to master the whip. And then Nestor grabs it from him, says he should know he's tried it four times already. <laughs> then Nestor decides to just goof off, roll around on the floor, tie himself up. And then Simon Belmont has to cut up his his only whip. So thanks, Nestor. You just fucked up the quest. <laughs> and then he says, like, oh, did you get a little wrapped up? It's a new technique that relies on surprise and confusion. <laughs> so apparently he gets his, uh, apparently Nestor gets his attack skill from the same ferrets that hunt rabbits by spazzing out. And he starts like flinging the whip. His form is awful. And we've seen him before in previous issues. Like I think it was issue number two or three where we got to see him like whipping people and skeletons before. So... Nestor's had experience in Castlevania. He should be doing better than this. <laughs> but then Nestor is Nestor gets tugged because he's uh, not watching out for the Bone Dragon. <laughs> then Belmont just picks him up, jumps across, and then he goes like, "Why'd you do that for?" He says, "Simon says he who runs and returns to fight may find his foe has left the site." So, <laughs> in other words, he's saying in our universe. If you turn around and walk three feet in one direction and you turn around, your enemy will vaporize into the netherworld. <laughs> Nestor says, never ask man of a question, or never ask questions of a man wearing leather underwear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why does, uh, <laughs> why is Simon talking about himself in third person? <laughs> I don't know, because he gets, because that way he gets to say Simon says. I guess. And then uh, that seems to end it abruptly, so there, you don't get to fight Dracula, you don't really... Yeah, I'm used to Nestor having a two-page adventure. This is an abrupt end for me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, not uh, a whole lot here. I mean, aside aside from the fact... <laughs> aside from the joy that is Simon. Right. So the next up, we've got uh, the Power Players section... Uh, I don't know if you had anything there. Uh, well, I saw one guy, Michael and Jeff Reekers. Nice. And then uh, Frank and Deborah no she's or no cheese, <laughs> which makes me, which makes me laugh. And uh, then there was one guy whose name was so long they had to like use a different sized font to type it in. <laughs> That's Eduardo de Cavallo Moreira. For pilot wings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then, oh my god, we got a score for Where's Waldo? <laughs> Melody Di Chiara from Elmira, New York, who finished Where's Waldo? And apparently that was worth mentioning. Yep. Oh my gosh. 
And uh, people apparently finished Rocketeer as well for the NES, so that just sounds awful. <laughs> and Rainbow Island, which I don't know, it sounds like John's place, but <laughs> I think Rainbow Island is the sequel to Bubble Bobble. <laughs> I don't know, it sounds like the sequel to Fire Island to me. <laughs> All right, so up next we have the oddest um, uh, feature they've had, or regular, what, what should we call it, section. For now playing, they have George and Rob's Two Guys' Opinions on the latest releases. And we talked about this last time. It's sort of the weird thing. Their where, version of, yeah, they're Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, they're Siskel and Ebert. They're talking about the, the games from this issue and beyond. Um, so they mentioned um, Bucky O'Hare, which they haven't um, actually featured in the magazine before. And they say it's a decent game. Um, I don't see pictures of it. They don't put any pictures of it, of course. And they have um, Blaster Master Boy. They like... Um, they said it's fun from an action standpoint, but there's no exploration in it. It plays like a puzzle game where you just keep blasting. They really seem to love Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Fours across the board. Is that, this is just them? Um, this is not their opinions. This is the whole staff, right? Uh, no, this is, because um, it says at the bottom, the opinions of Rob and George do not reflect the opinions of Nintendo. Oh, Warner. I see. Their, their scores are under the screenshot. I got you. Yeah. All right, then we and, have... Uh, they almost had love for King's Quest, which really shot down the middle. Mm-hmm. Same with Cyberball. Well, I got threes <laughs> and twos. Yeah. Yeah, they seem to enjoy Rampart for the most part. For the most part, enjoyed The Simpsons, Bart vs. the World. Seem to enjoy Team NT3, the Manhattan Project, for the most part. And then we've got the guide to the latest releases. Oh my god. I'm looking at, yeah, the guide to the latest releases. Look at the bottom straight away. Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project. Look at the game type they gave it. War simulation? <laughs> and and like, mm. they just fucked up. They just completely yeah. fucked up. Because look at the play control. Two, the play, 2.5. Are you kidding me? We know that this is at least a 3.5 to a 4. Yeah. It's it's a solid game. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, oh my god. Oh my gosh. Everything here is just it's Yeah, because like even crap. even the Cisco and Ebert here gave it three and a halfs. Yeah. <clears throat> we get to weird. see the blue the blue marlin mm-hmm. company hot B, which I never heard of. <laughs> it, it it's just got under th- it's just got threes for game, play, control. But a 3.8 for theme and the game type. <laughs> oh, tell me what the game type is. <laughs> if you want Marlin, to the game, this is. Yeah, Marlin Fishing. <laughs> that really a category? I don't think so. The, oh my god, how many other games? They could just but, say fishing or like sports simulation or just sports. No, because if, if you're a bass hunter <laughs> and you only want to play bass hunting <clears> games... <throat> mm-hmm. You so, do, you make sure to tell your mom, don't you bring home that blue marlin shit or I will fucking kill you, mom. <laughs> right. You know what I like. Yep. <clears throat> I'm a bass hunter. My dad is a bass hunter. Your father was a bass hunter. You know we're a bass family. 
And then for Game Boy, it looks like the worst game rated here that didn't even crack a three was Jordan versus Bird from Electronic Arts, which oh is a basketball gosh. game. <laughs> no matter who, no matter, it's just like Alien versus Predator. No matter who wins, we lose. Right. And then and like Cubert seems to do pretty well. And they also like Terminator 2 Judgment Day, which we talked about previously. An LJN game, that was, which was adequate, apparently. Yeah. Did you get, did you play the Game Boy version of that? Yeah, we talked about it on the last uh, half, the first half. Yeah, well, I'm sleepy, so <laughs> you're sleepy. That's the one where you had to destroy the control towers in the right order yeah. to make it pass. I remember, I remember us mentioning the game, but I don't remember your experience with it. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of uh, you have to play it, play through it a lot to figure out the whatever the key, the combination of whatever ridiculous uh, things are to make it through whatever level. Play control is good. The graphics were really good. So, so if you for have the an patience, LJN game. yeah, it's decent for an LJN game. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't put it up there with the as the highest of this list, though. You I know? can't believe LJN beat Electronic Arts for <laughs> for quality, <laughs> like ability. Yeah, it tells you Electronic Arts really screwed it up back then. Oh my god! Like LJN, they must have been sick that day where they forgot to suck. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, so, if you look at the scores and you and you're compare, I know they don't compare necessarily to Super Nintendo scores, but it's not much lower for Terminator Two than it is for Legend of Mystical Ninja. So it's just kind of weird. That's a, you know, that's a comic adventure type, but the other two games are Hero Quests. Hero Quest. Because that's a game type. Okay. So what, do we play villains or, like, bystanders in the rest of the games? <laughs> All right. So next up, we've got the top 20. So top three for NES. Number <laughs> Look one. Look at the art. Look at the art. What the hell is happening with the art here? Uh, have you got... I don't know. It looks, like, it looks like he's going in dry or something. It's two guys on a, a snowmobile. That is, the snowmobile itself has Nintendo Power sort of plastered on it, the logo. And uh, they're driving upwards. And the guy that's driving just has planted his ass firmly in the uh, guy in the back seat who's falling off and totally freaking out. <laughs> it's like he's just like, I got a fart. <laughs> no! Don't leave me. <laughs> so it's we've like, got. You said it was cold. I didn't ask you to fart. <laughs> yeah. I'll warm it up real quick. I got to pee anyways. Uh, so for NES, number one, Super Mario Bros. 3. Number two, Battletoads. Number three, The Legend of Zelda. For Super Nintendo, we've got Super Mario World at number one. Number two is F-Zero. Number three is Final Fight, which we haven't barely mentioned in this uh, in the hit power. And for Game Boy, number one is Super Mario Land. Number two is Dr. Mario. Number three is Mega Man in Dr. Wily's Revenge. So they're all M's for the Game Boy. Mario, Mario, Mega Man. Mario, 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 yep. For all the three uh, things. All right. So next up, we've got Player's Picks. What are your favorite Super NES games? This is where people randomly send in their photo and their favorite games. And um, right in the center here, we've got this guy, Richard Londy, who looks like... um, A vampire? Yeah, he looks like if Dracula tried to, to have a suburban life... 
Um, this is what, how he would try to disguise himself. If Steve Buscemi <laughs> was bitten by Dracula, this is what he would be. So, yeah. It's from Stanford, Connecticut. His favorite games are F-Zero, Super R-Type, ActRaiser, Hyperzone, and the Chessmaster. And next to, next to him is Jason Franklin, who is the who is whiter than his shirt <laughs> and and rocking a flat top. Oh, yeah. A, a high-rise flat top. I mean, this kid's rocking full kid and player in effect. Yeah, that is that shit is flat, legit. The flat top is really taken off because next we see Derek Rodriguez, who's also rocking a, a high a, a fuzzy flat top. Yeah, it's got a nice quality to it. You know, you feel like and you could it, you could rub it. <laughs> ugh. And, and oh my god, next to him is Tony Gabrielson, who I swear looks like this must have been like. If Xerxes from 300 had a high school photo, this is what it would look like. <laughs> yeah, his his all neck, all neck. He looks like a it looks like a young Randy Johnson. I I, st- I stand by Xerxes. Look at that golden <laughs> complexion. His hair is as brown as his skin. Yeah, he's. It looks he's like, like someone photoshopped character. his uh, neck to be like four inches and, taller than it should be. And he's so shiny too. Mm-hmm. This is King Xerxes. <laughs> Back when he was a god child and not a god man. And then we got uh, Chip Calhoun here. Oh my god. All, all the genes that were left over after going into Tony Gabrielson went to this guy. <laughs> oh, poor Chip. <laughs> He's oh got like god. some giant 80s uh, glasses on him. That uh, That style does not do anyone any favors for sure. His, uh, his glasses go all the way from his eyebrows to his nostrils. And uh, we missed oh out on King Rattail up here, Jeff Saharko. <laughs> looks like a nice young kid until you notice in the in the just behind his ear, he's got a little bit of a rat tail come on back there. So, and he's got those tiny teeth. You know how some people just got those <laughs> tiny teeth and you just don't trust them. It's all like gum and hardly any teeth. Yeah. Hmm. But this poor chip guy, I mean, like, no, they didn't even bother combing his hair. Either that or, they, or, they, or they gave up after 20 minutes and they're yeah. just like, fuck it, this is the best we're going to get. He just looks like, if Peter Lorre was a stoner, <laughs> this is what he would look like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we've got uh, Take 5, the readers of Nintendo Power have voted these games to be their top five NES role-playing games. They have Final Fantasy, number one. Number two is Legend of Zelda. Oh, snap, son. Did you hear that? It's in an RPG list. Oh, suck it, Mike. Oh, shit. Offic- it's official what? now. What the hell? You can take your discs about it only being an action game. Straight up your ass. How can you? Oh, my <laughs> God. Nintendo, you betrayed me. Ah, ha, ha. I win. God. Okay, number three is Dragon Warrior. Number four is Dragon Warrior 2. Number five is Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link. So just be happy that Final Fantasy beat out Legend of Zelda for RPGs. And Dragon Warrior was made two mentions. Yes. There you go. All right. <laughs> it's a it's like getting slapped in the face by a beautiful woman and then she kisses you. So you know, like mm-hmm. it's it's kind of pleasant, but it, my face still stings a little. Yeah. All right. And next we have the celebrity player profile, which is really two people. They have uh, Kelly Williams and Darius McRae from Family Matters. So that's the... I can't remember their names. 
Yeah, that's Laura and uh, Eddie Winslow. Okay. And they're brother and sister, right? Yep. Okay. And uh, Laura is who Steve Urkel has a complete crush on, like the entire series, pretty much, right? Yeah, although he really should have gone with uh, Myra. Mm-hmm. I always thought she was cuter. But <laughs> then she had to go and die. Is that what? Seriously? They had her not die? The chari- no, not the character. She died. Oh, really? In real life? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. While they were filming? Um, or during, I mean, during production at some point? Or was it after the yeah, show was I, over? I don't remember that she died. Interesting. Hmm. What'd she die of? Uh, cancer, I think. Mm. That sucks. So they ask him about uh, playing Nintendo games. Um, and uh, let's see here. Darius says, I love video games. They're awesome. Uh, playing is a good way to release a lot of tension. Good, yeah, cool. she did get... Yeah, I was just reading that. She did get cancer. It was intra-abdominal desmoplastic small round cell tumor. Yeesh. So she underwent surgery to remove a lemon-sized tumor shortly before landing her young in the restless role in 1998. She underwent surgery after a second cancerous growth ruptured after being released from the hospital. She went home to spend Thanksgiving with her family, and in December of 98, she died around friends and surrounded by friends and family. And, uh, hmm. wow, a Muslim funeral service was held, so she was Islamic. Interesting. So in the rest of the article, um, they're asking him how they'd like uh, Super Off-Road. They'd like Super Off-Road. Um, and what Darius's favorite games are Super Off-Road and Tecmo Bowl, because nothing can fade those games, he says. Kelly's favorite game is Tetris. And do they have any plip, t- any tips? And Darius says, you have to be patient with Super Mario Brothers. Don't rush through the levels. Wait to see what's coming up before you jump. And Kelly giggles. And does anybody have any tips for me? Um, so apparently she's not much of a gamer. And hmm. uh, like Darius mentions that he is the vice president of the Sons of Thunder, a group of reformed gang members. So that's uh, apparently a musical group that he tried to start up. Um, I don't know how he you're a vice president with, of a should, band, but... <laughs> he should have he gone with anarchy. That would have solved better. There you go. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much the it. The vice for president of a group of reformed gang members. Who are a musical group, yeah. I don't know how you're a huh. vice president of a musical group to begin with, let alone yeah, one made of com- reformed gang members. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it sounds like a made-up title. <laughs> Uh, so we have a real manager. Uh, <laughs> shit. What do you? We need to get. Hold on. We need to get Darius in here. He wanted to be part of this. He's he's giving us money for. He's bankrolling the whole thing. Let's give him a yeah. fake title. Ah, <laughs> uh, he, he's, he's uh, vice he's, president. Oh, I like that. He's famous. He's famous. We definitely need his star power attached to this. Uh, uh, president. Yeah. Well, shit. He's too young to be president. Come on. No one's going to respect it, <laughs> right. kid. Vice president. Okay. Gotta work your way up there, kid. It's like giving yeah, you someone the. Study, you get to study under the real president, which is which was done by his dad Carl Winslow, before he was shooting kids in Die Hard. There you go. Yeah, it's like uh, giving somebody uh, executive producer credit. Like you know they do shit with a the movie, they just bankroll it. <laughs> All right, so it says a look into the games of the future. Up next, we have the Pack Watch. They talk about Contra Three for the Super NES, which looks badass. Um, you get to ride these futuristic jets. There's an overhead mode. Um, the graphics look awesome. Not much to say about it. 
It's uh, Contra. Yeah, well, apparently uh, a follow-up on Kelly Williams. She went on to marry a guy called Hannibal Jackson, which sounds familiar, but I don't know. I guess. I'm well, his, his, last name, his last name's not Burris or Lecter. I don't know any other Hannibals. Yeah. <laughs> it says, <laughs> true enough, they got two children, Hannah Bell and John Irvin Jackson. Wow, really stretched so there. Oh, she's 40. All right. And probably still a MILF. <laughs> All right. So then we have, keep going on the pack watch here. We've got uh, the Electronic Arts Sports Network. Um, let's see here. So this has like a bunch of games in one. It looks like they've got golf, uh, football, and I can't tell if there's anything else in here. Your success is measured by the applause or groans of the of the gallery as well as the closest to the to the pin. This is a weird. Uh, it looks like it's supposed to be like a television network and you have like the ability to replay um plays uh interesting we'll have to check it out when it if they do a feature then they have um, a sequel to town and country it's called town and country 2 thrillas safari the great waves and hot sun of maui lose their appeal for a thriller gorilla the ultra cool primate when his beach babe is kidnapped by a mastermind and taken to africa with skateboard and shades, the big ape, drop, big ape drops in for a wild ride. Uh, <laughs> the game is... This is Donkey Kong Country. Basically, the action is very fast, and, and one spill sends Thrilla back to the beginning of the stage. Quick steering may not be enough. And this is an LJN game. Um, it says a claim. The beginning is... Oh, well, oh. it's the same thing. The name is derived from LJN's Town & Country. Right. But this game is wackier. Yeah, I'm looking at this with the jungle background, some animals. These graphics are kind of all right for a Nintendo. Yeah, that looks they're, pretty good. Pretty okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking at this. And basically, it's obvious that Nintendo took Donkey Kong Country mm -hmm. from this. Right. They just thought, let's look at this. And now that we got a Super Nintendo behind us, let's make this awesome. Right. Then next up, we've got a Game Boy game for Top Gun. Guts and Glory. So there's a Top Gun game for the Game Boy. <laughs> Looks pretty boring. Oh yeah. Look you, at that. Look at that screenshot at the uh, end. That was that, that atrocious. That solid white background. This <laughs> is like, yeah, to show like water on a Game Boy. How did that got... Game Boy become white? <laughs> it's always got that green. It's always got that, that 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 background's always green, even when it's off. I don't know. Could, I mean, was there a white Game Boy screen in America? No. Because in Canada, it was green. It has to be with however they're capturing the image. It may not be a photo. Like, you can tell on the on the one, uh, some of the other ones, they're taking photos of the screen. The other ones, it's, they've got some something else hooked up. Then they have uh, Nail and Scale. That looks like a Game Boy game, I think. Um, I can't, Spike, a tiny climber, must work his way through 50 mazes. That sounds awful. Uh, and we have for Game Boy, Turn and Burn, which... Uh, looks like another flying game that looks even worse than Top Gun for Game Boy. Look because there's flat page. out nothing on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a... 
it's not even a, a plane. It's just nothing. Oh, you're flying. Oh, yay! Yeah, there's no out. Yeah, there's no altitude. No periscope. Just fuck you. Just a cockpit in the open sky. <laughs> you're flying. Wee. One thing I've noticed is that on this page we get all three variations of and. We have guts and glory with an ampersand. Mm-hmm. We have nail and scale with the n apostrophe, and then we have turn and burn with and as the word. You're right. So, all three variations of and. <laughs> You're right. Uh, and they do little little mention of it looks like uh, Doctor Yoshi. Um, <laughs> now that's Yoshi's. Uh, no, Yoshi's cookie was something else. Was they're basically that they suggest it might be called uh, Yoshi's egg. Oh, Yoshi's egg is what it's called. It's basically like Dr. Mario, though. Uh, they're mentioning, let's see here. They have new joy pads coming out. Super, super hook, which is apparently the the hook, like the movie hook. Adam's Family Game, uh, Defenders of Dynatron, Dynatron, Defenders of Dynatron City. I never coming heard out. of that. Apparently Did they had ever? a TV special as well. Did you ever hear of that? No. How the hell did this escape our notice? This looks fantastic. Know. Yeah. And we got the Adams Family game for the mm-hmm. Super Nintendo, which I remember being fun. Mm-hmm. I remember renting that and having a good time with it. And then... And, uh, uh, the Yoshi's Cookie... Yeah, Yoshi's Egg, which led to Yoshi's Cookie, which was uh, pretty much the prototypical Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. You just swap things around, you match them, and then you watch them go away. So then, and, ooh, what? Next issue. Next issue. They have our cover game. Cover game is the Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past, with hopeful guest Triforce <laughs> Johnson. Johnson joining us. Hopefully, if we can schedule it correctly. Uh, then they also got uh, the Empire Strikes Back for the NES, which I'm sure will be uh, interesting. And then we have Mega Man 2 for the Game Boy, which is pretty much the same as Mega Man 2 for the hopefully it's, the hopefully it's the other half of the robot bosses, since they only gave us four in the first one. Yeah, they, well, no, it's different Different four. It's not the half. Yeah, it's only four again. Oh, my and gosh. Then, uh, time, time for Daddy to play favorites. Yeah, we have Terminator 2 for the NES, again, from uh, LJN. So I'm sure that'll be wonderful. I, I hope they recreate the scene where you walk naked into the bar and beat up the bikers for their clothing. <laughs> that would be interesting. Give me your clothes. Your clothes. Give them to me now. Give them to me now. All right. Have you seen this boy? That should be the whole game. It's just <laughs> you walk, you're going around as the T-1000 just asking random people, have you seen this boy? And if you think they're lying, then you can start stabbing them with your liquid arm. Yep. There you go. You have a little meter up and down of whether they're lying or not. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little Eleanor thing. And then the rice start darting up and down. Then. Or could this be like a mini hacking game with uh, John Connor trying to hack ATMs? Where you have the little, <laughs> you know, it's like the, money. the pipe. You have to align the pipes correctly to unlock money. <laughs> you got to get those ATM pipes. Yeah, the <laughs> ATM <laughs> pipes lined up. We're hacking. All right, well, that, that's pretty much the end of this issue. The advertisement on the back which is, something, is the uh, triple play one we've seen before. So I'll go ahead and uh, wrap this up here. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us in between episodes, please reach out to us on Facebook. Uh, look for Playing With Power Podcast 
or hit us up on Twitter at GetThePower88. Please do us a favor, go on iTunes and write us a review. It would really help us out. Uh, if you'd like to send us some money as well, uh, we are accepting donations on patreon.com slash playingwithpower. Uh, do you have anything else, Mike? Uh, you can, uh, yeah, if you donate to the show, you can get rewards, or it'll give us better ways to serve you with a website or another series or just... You know, it allows us to uh, put money into advertising, whatever. It will help the show grow, and with the show growing, you will benefit. Mm-hmm. Somehow. Somehow. We're, 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 we're going to make that happen. We're going to be like, step one, get money. Step two, do stuff. Step three, profit. <laughs> step three, profit. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll go and take us out of here then. Um, thanks for listening. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And now you're playing with power. Entertainment system. Now.